is the Infinity Summit Group. Truth. Passion. Success. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Infinity Summit Group podcast. Today is the 28th. The 28th of, what are we, in June? June? Yeah. yeah. I forgot the month 2021. We <laughs> 2021. All right. And then um, I'm, I'm Xavier. Logan. Jesse. Noah. And we got a guest on here, Ryan. My name is Ryan Lowe. Um, coming to join Xavier and the guys for yeah. the podcast, and super excited to get it going. Hell yeah. yeah Thanks for coming. All right, so let's jump right into it. You were saying you've been on quite a few travels. You are saying you've been to like 50 countries, right? That's a I, lot. That's I, insane. I haven't been to exactly 50. I've been to 44. That's so, oh, it's still close. It's <laughs> so. still a lot. That's <laughs> countries, not states. Yeah. Uh, I, and I actually got seven states left. So I've been to 43 states and 40, 44 countries. So Dang. wow, a little bit, a little bit. So Is that where all your money goes? or <laughs> it, it, it was. It was <laughs> oh, going okay, towards okay. that. But um I got to kind of buckle down. I'm in school right now, so. Awesome. What are you going to school for? So I'm in flight school. Um, no and, shit. Yeah. So in Jordan. So uh, what phase are you in? So I'm, I'm about like, I'm about 20 hours in my private. Hell so, yeah. But I got my written done. I got everything done. Like all I have to do is get hours. Like all I have to do is fly yeah. and pass my check ride eventually. Yeah. So. And when's that? When you when you plan on your check ride, or is it is it like a, are you under part sixty one or part ninety? Uh, I'm in a part one. I'm uh, in a part sixty one school. Oh, okay, so nice. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of more loose. Yeah, it's, uh, it kind of uh, goes you know goes you want, not as structured as the one forty one. Yeah. So, but it's it's super awesome. I love flying. It's just financially, it's it's it's, it's expensive. Pretty, yeah, it's a pretty hefty price tag to yeah. get that license, but oh, it'd yeah. be worth oh, yeah. it in the end. So, yeah. He's also going to flight school. Yeah. So. Oh, nice. Currently, yeah, I'm oh, cool. going through ATP in Ogden. Oh, nice. So I'm going. I'm going full time. You're on a 141. Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But I've a. Uh, I actually got my private license about three years ago, but I just started back up at ATP um, probably a month ago. Yeah. And I started as if I had zero time because you lose those skills so fast. So fast, man. Yeah. So it's uh That's been fun. I've actually got my. Should be having my solo this uh this next week actually so very exciting yeah very exciting stuff i love flying man it's, yeah it's uh it's what uh, really love what planes are you learning on so i i fly a piper oh okay yeah awesome i'm yeah. doing uh i learned on da20s katanas and yep. then now i'm flying cessna cessna 172s cool great air uh, very great airplane I, I i've only been so i've done one like um intro flight in a Cessna, which was incredible. And I yeah. flew in other Cessnas, but I've only done, like I lived in Houston last year and then I moved back here and, uh, I was in Pipers in both places. Just awesome. the Cherokee one eighties, you know? Okay. Yeah. Very so, nice. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I didn't even know you were like in flight school. You never told me that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're a ski instructor too. And you do that. Yeah. So I'll be, so I'll be uh, ski instructing this, this coming winter and, uh, okay. still working at the bar of course, but, um, uh, doing that when I can, it'll be a busy winter, and I think it'll be a good one though. Oh, we're gonna it's a lot wrecked. to fit in. <laughs> right, we're gonna get wrecked this winter. X, I'm and I'm. I told X I would teach him as well. Yeah, so yeah. I get oh, him out good. there. Okay, so. yeah, I'm a snowboarder, but I'll give I'll give skiing a, a shot. Totally. I also want to give it a shot sometime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you just go up to Brighton. 
Uh, so I work at, uh, I live in Park City, mm-hmm. and I kind of, um, I just work on the Mountain for Vale. And um, so they give it, they give you, uh, it's called like a mountain collective kind of thing mm-hmm. that uh, Deer Valley, Brighton, Solitude. So you get to ski at all four of those resorts for free. So you get to pick uh, like two a week to ski that's at. That's nice. And they give you a pass for whenever. So. Dang, that's a lot of, that's a lot of pay for a part-time job. It's not <laughs> bad. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> That's way sweet. That's going to get expensive. Is it true that you can work like one day on the mountain and they'll give you a free pass? I heard that someone yes. is saying like you work one day and they'll give you a free pass for the whole whole year. Totally. So they introduced with uh, the COVID coming out, or what, when COVID happened, they introduced a plan for flex employees because we didn't have any more J1s. So we they canceled the J1 program this past winter. So it really hurt our workforce. We had to cut down on a lot of costs and like really scale back. And, um, so the flex employee was introduced so you can work one day a week. Like, so people work one day a week and then get their, get dependent passes too. So if you have children or anything, you get passes for them for $40. Wow. That's That's not bad at all. And you ski for free, of course, for one day of work. Can we be your kids? (laughs) (laughs) Give that cheap stuff. (laughs) Totally. He Dang, made bad me. decisions when he was young. Yeah. <laughs> he had a couple of us. So why, why were you traveling everywhere? Just for fun or like what was your goal with that? Totally. Uh, so I never thought about traveling the world up until about – I had it as a dream, you know. Up until six years ago, I didn't make it a reality. So about six years ago, I planned um, to move out of Alabama. So I'm from Birmingham, Alabama originally. Okay. And um, so – my my whole thing was like I got to get like go somewhere and see some stuff. So I moved to Yellowstone National Park. So I just like packed all my stuff. I haven't been out of the southeast like for 24 years. I haven't seen I've only seen five states in those 24 mm-hmm. years first. And um, then I just packed my stuff up and left for Yellowstone National Park to work at Lake Hotel. Just slapped everything in my Honda Accord and did a seven day road trip to Yellowstone and never looked back since. I, I kind of uh. I worked there and met a ton of friends that I travel with, a lot of solo trips, um, and uh, it just stemmed from there. I got I uh, joined a construction company, and out of Missoula, Montana, mm-hmm. and I moved from Yellowstone with them to Bozeman, Montana. Okay. And I lived and worked there, and uh, had a sweet setup. So the company, the superintendent, really liked kind of what I was doing, and at the time, and. Uh, so he had le- let me leave for months at a time and then come back to a good job. Oh, that's nice. So I was able to travel the world in that aspect and then after after I left the company as well. So um, That's cool. <laughs> and what, what was your relationship with your parents after just packing up and leaving? I guess with your whole family, really. Yeah. Um, so at first, yeah, they were super stoked, super supportive, So mm-hmm. which was nice. But like... So I'd never been out of the country, never been out of those five states, mind you. Like, it was like I come from kind of a smaller town in Alabama, mm-hmm. um, kind of uh, the Shelby County area of Alabama, the center. Okay. Um, so uh, it's kind of more of a small mi- town mindset, you know. Not too many people get out of the this, this city they're from. Right. So that's kind of where um, I come from. I uh, And I, was, I told my mom, like, Three months after I left for Yellowstone, I was like, hey, I'm going to Vietnam. And then <laughs> she was like, what? Like, you know, I mean, it's just 
that was the first country I've ever been to was Vietnam. Okay. And, you know, like the mindset is about the war. That's like the only thing my family knew about it, you know, it was just, right. you know, and they were like, oh man, you're crazy. You know, you're, well, you know, what, what are you doing? You know, and kind of went for it and never looked back. Yeah. Okay. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's way cool. So let's get into some of these stories. Like, what are all the countries you've been to, and you know, what have you you learned in these? Yeah, what have you learned? That's my question. How's it different? So, every country is, you know, they've all taught me something. You know, um, I've been to several third world countries. I've been to Cuba. I've been all over Central Asia, next to Afghanistan, all 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 over Central Asia, and just um, been to Thailand, Vietnam. Uh, backpack Jamaica. Um, I've been to Panama. I've been to. Um, I can't. I'm not. I, I don't yeah, know if I can yeah, list them good. all out. But like uh, Mexico, I've been to. Uh, done. Done a good bit of stuff. I want to throw one story out there. It's uh, so. <clears throat> I met a couple of friends in uh, Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. So we all were in the same dorm and we worked in the same hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we always stayed in contact. We were really good friends. We, we uh, hung out a lot in Yellowstone as I was there for six months. And um, so three years later, we kind of, um, or two years later, we, uh, one of them, Matt, uh, mm-hmm. my friend, he, he contacted me. He was like, hey, man, I, I'm uh, thinking about doing this big rally. It's called the Mongol Rally. You should look, at, look into it. And I was like, yeah, okay. And uh, I looked into it, I looked into the Mong Rally, what it's about, and I was super stoked, and I told him, yeah, let's do it. It, was, it took a year of preparation for this trip. Vis- wow. Visas, saving money, uh, just logistics, you know, yeah. alone, you know, the, our route. So we, uh, in 2019, we partook in what's called the Mongol Rally. So it's, it's a charity rally, mm-hmm. and... Um, so you, the whole thing is you get a little crappy car, uh, and it's got to be one liter motor or less. Oh, right. wow. <laughs> so our, our car was a little Nissan Micra we bought in London. Okay. And it was a, uh, so it was a right-hand drive, of course. Mm-hmm. So we were shifting with our left hand. Weird. <laughs> and um, so we drove that about 22,000 miles, that car. Wow. Through uh, 36 countries and, and like, in about four and a half months or so. So, and that whole thing was the Mongol Rally. That's the Mongol Rally. From, wow! So you go from London to Mongolia. <clears throat> Down. <Okay>. So, <laughs> that's cool. And oh, it's oh. a it's a charity thing. What's the what's the point? What's the drive behind the charity? So it's they um, change it up every year, but uh, it's it's kind of th- so when we did it, it was a deforestation charity, like all around the world in Papua New Guinea, Congo for the Amazon, um, mm. just, it's just major, uh, um, reforestation and, uh, trying to get an effort to, uh, uh, an effort to, uh, stop all the, you know, okay. deforestation. Hmm. Just replanting a bunch of stuff. That's cool. Yeah. And that was kind of the, that was kind of the charity. That was the big charity and you can give to any charity you want. So you can make it, you know, your own plus that. So you, it's kind of, yeah. There's not much to it. So there's a starting party and an end. Like there's a, and they have like a one in between party, but you pick the whole route by yourself. You're on your own in all these countries. There's no one to help you. If you call, they'll just hang up. Like there's no, 
There's there's no help out there. Like you're on your own. Then that's the way they want it. It's like they want you to take that car out there and get stuck. Get that's the whole point behind it. They want it's like one of the great like it's a very crazy adventure and like um I don't know. It was it's I'm still processing processing the whole trip two years later. So so these cars wow. don't don't go very fast. Very fast, I imagine, being a no. one liter or less. No, ours was 999 cc's. <laughs> so it was right under, right? And um, so what? Funny thing was when we were on the autobahn, we were driving on the autobahn oh, for boy. a stretch, and you couldn't even get in the left lane, man. Mm. Like you couldn't even like. As soon as you get in the left lane, you wouldn't see anyone behind you, but they're going so fast. Like, they're up on you in, in like, a split second right when you look back because you're trying to pass maybe a, a semi or something. Yeah. And, uh, and no. Like, and they'll get so upset, like, if they have to slow down at all. Yeah. So it's just you and your, like, group of friends, or is there, like, a bunch of cars that go with you, like a massive-ass group? Yeah. So um, I think the year I did it, it was, like – 250 to 300 teams involved so Dang. it's a mat it's a okay. good number of teams like and it's from all over the world i mean there was a team uh when i w- did it from malta like there's teams from all over as, as wow. small as malta is and uh and uh you just meet people from all over the world and you can choose to convoy with them you can meet up with them because everyone has the same kind of route you know if you got the northern central and southern route so mm. um what we did is the southern route through Turkey. So we went up through Turkey and spent and um, did uh, 14 days there in Turkey, which was an incredible country, by the way. One of my favorites. Why? The world history. Okay. It's, in, it's absolutely incredible. So we visited um, the Citadel of Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we visited uh, old, a lot of ancient uh, Roman um, kind of cities, mm-hmm. um, Ephesus. Uh, Pergamon, um, incredible. And you're just sitting here looking at these ruins and you're like, like the, you can just imagine the gymnasiums and like, like Mm -hmm. the incredible architecture. Right. And it's just old Roman architecture is amazing. And, um, and a lot of more city. We did Istanbul, of course, um, Cappadocia, the, uh, hot air balloon, trendy, Mm -hmm. uh, place. Um, but, uh, uh, we did. We and we were actually um, at one point five miles from Syria, and in two thousand nineteen, which was Jeez. It's yeah. a little hot. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we were in a little town called Mardin, and it was uh, it was just a, it was a bizarre little city, a bizarre city, Mardin. Yeah. Why, why was it bizarre? I don't, so, it, the old town, the whole old side of the city, is on the on a on a mountain. So like, it's it's all like. It's an incredibly tense situation being at the border and the war and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't even we didn't even know. So, our, one of the New Zealand teams told us later. He was like, "Man, that was a red zone, like from our country, like kidnappings and all type of stuff." And we were like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. like we didn't even <laughs> we didn't even know." <laughs> so, and it was just like the tension built up. Even the kids, even the kids were tense, and that's how kind of the way I, I looked at it, I was like, wow, like the kids were really like violent, you know, mm-hmm. against each other and like, like really bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was uh, a little eye opener. I'm like, dang, these kids are like this over here. Like, wow. Like it was just a, it's a, it was a tense environment kind of when we went and 
like a very big military presence, mm-hmm. Turkish mm-hmm. military. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, so it was uh, it was funny, but um, do you plan to do it again? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why uh, is that trip? That took a lot out of me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a, it was four a, and a half months. That's insane. It's a long trip. Mm-hmm. So long. I get done after a weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, longest trip I've been on is like a week, 10 days, 13 days, I think, for Scotland, and that was my longest ever. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I wouldn't mind it. I went to Scotland with. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It was a blast, dude. So damn Bet it was. So, I've only cut through a little small portion of Scotland, so I I haven't got to see any of it, really, just Mm -hmm. on a bus to England. But uh, I've heard... Like, I, I have friends that swear by it, and actually, just, like, that's the return trip, you know? Like, they go to it multiple times, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going back there one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I, I want to see a lot more of the world. I want to go to Vietnam. My my wife's Vietnamese. Oh, really? And so, okay. yeah. Nice. Her parents actually came over, and then she was born here, so. Um, she, technically, she's American, but, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, that's that's her heritage, want to go back there and check it all out she speaks vietnamese with her whole family and everything so that's awesome yeah it's uh it's an incredible country um no i've already said this a couple times but it is one of my favorites so it's in my top 10 for sure okay um so maybe maybe um maybe because it was my first country i have i feel like um something special something special about it so uh i had a really great time there i was actually with two friends there from another two friends from yellowstone so mm. that's that's who i went to vietnam with yeah and then um and then so we were there for almost three weeks and then we split up and they went to taiwan and i went to thailand by myself so and then uh thailand was my second country and i was totally alone there and uh it was just i don't know one of those trips and i was there for three weeks also so i was in thailand for about three weeks also and it was just one of those trips where it was so eye-opening, mm-hmm. um, like being an American and um, having <clears throat> all of the privileges that we have, you know, here, and then going to a country like Vietnam or Thailand and seeing kind of how they live. And, and it's just very eye-opening and it's per- perspective shifting, you know, um, totally. Mm-hmm. So. And why, why do you think they have those different, a lot different privileges than we do? you know, a lot, uh, a lot less, I would say. Yeah. Um, why do you think that is besides the fact that they were, they were under communist rule up until what, the sixties or something. Right. Um, and that had a lot to do with it, you know, um, yeah. communist. So communism absolutely stifled. Yeah. And North uh, Vietnam economy. is still communist, isn't it? No, no. So they're, well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a socialist Republic. So yes, it's Pretty still, much. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. It's still, they have, but the thing is, uh, why Vietnam is thriving right now mm-hmm. is because of um, the new-founded tourism industry, um, uh-huh. the manufacturing that's moving there, and the government about 10 years ago, don't quote me on this, but it was, it was roughly t- 10 years ago or so, mm-hmm. uh, let, the, let the regular person uh, start opening up businesses and stuff. So they let oh. people out. So that's when it started to change, when it became, you know, when it's starting to shift to capitalism when some capitalism was allowed yeah <laughs> so now it's it's like uh one of the fastest growing countries in the entire world i think it's i think it's okay. uh top 20 still wow in the entire world so yeah. so wait what kind of government do they have you're saying it's a s- socialist republic socialist, socialist republic. republic yeah there's a lot of fa- fancy names for uh you know uh i think 
I think they have they just have a lot of socialist programs and um, as far as like health and uh, and stuff like that. But um, like I said, they're starting to shift. Uh, like our relations with Vietnam are really good right now. So the U.S. and Vietnam are really uh, the trade is is really opened up. So like I said, about 10 years ago is when stuff started shifting for that country. And, and the tourism is just uh, boomed there. Like the tourism industry is, is getting super huge there because people are discovering this country that was, um, you know, uh, not discovered for a long time, you know, as far as the uh, um, good portion of uh, population, you know, didn't know about the country, kind of what they're about. and um, Especially because we're at war with them and whatnot. Yeah, and that's the well, kind of not the we, we, who yeah. Was? America definitely went in to okay, try to try to quote unquote free them, and we didn't. <laughs> we didn't really make it happen. We that's one of the wars we lost, but you know, yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's kind of a uh, for a lot of Americans, that's kind of the the whole the whole thing is the war. Is that's you know what they right. think about Vietnam as, and yeah. I mean, understandably, I mean it's an obscure country. And yeah, Southeast I mean, one Asia. generation <laughs> above us, it's still fresh in their minds, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And there's a lot of people uh, you'll see uh, out and about they are Vietnam veterans, you know? And, mm-hmm. and actually, a lot of Vietnam veterans are going back. And uh, uh, there's, oh, really? a, there's a percentage of them that are going back and just like, you know. Yeah, you could probably survive on Social Security over there. Pretty easy. <laughs> it's, it's gorgeous and fairly cheap from what I understand. Yeah, uh, it's it's very cheap, uh, especially I was there in 2016. Okay. So, um, uh, so it's a little different than it is now. It's it's grown a lot since I've been there. Yeah. Um, even in just five years, that's how just much it's just booming. So, um, I'm excited to see where what the future holds for that country. Um, but um, China is just always trying to encroach and. And uh, mm-hmm. in every way possible, they're, Good old China. Yeah, their tentacles stretch pretty far. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But why were you saying you wouldn't do that? I, I know you said it took a lot out of you, but like, do you still want to go and kind of explore different countries? Totally, totally. So, I plan. I have tons of countries that I want to visit. Still, I uh, definitely not done yet. It's kind of uh, just not as not my priority right now. Yeah. Kind of shifting, shifting gears. I've, I, I, I did a lot in the last five years as far as travel goes. Oh yeah. And I, and I really want to kind of just shift focus to more career mindset, kind of building, um, building something, uh, setting down, uh, putting down some roots, you know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of, kind of where I'm shifting right now. You don't see a ring on your finger. Are you looking for, looking for love? <laughs> no, I, um, or not really. No, I actually have a girlfriend right now. Okay. Um, she's actually Thai, so. Oh, very nice. Yeah. So, um, uh, I uh, actually met her at No Name. Did you really? Yeah. Working the door. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Past winter. So. Oh, you yeah. just got to be like, hey, aside from work, can I get your number? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a couple couple different occasions she came in and uh, we talked and everything and then went out and. Very nice. You know, still dating. So. Oh yeah. yeah okay. Sweet. So you're yeah, saying cool. career-wise, is that the flight school? Like you want to become a pilot or what's your plan career-wise, I guess? Yeah, so, yeah, I really, really want to be a pilot, and my dream is to fly people around the world. That's, so you're that's, thinking airlines then? Yeah, airlines okay. ev- eventually. But I'm kind of doing it at a slower pace. Um, 
and not I'm I'm really focused on it. I just uh, I need to be. <clears throat> it just costs so much money that like it's expensive right now and and uh, per hour and um, but like that's kind of where I'm focused on right now. Just trying to go to school, you know, work and 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 not put my all my bags eggs in one basket, mm-hmm. but kind of uh, um, I'm open to a lot of different stuff. I want to own my own business one day, um, possibly a smaller restaurant, um, mm-hmm. as I cooked for a few years. So, and, uh, I will tell you, um, with, with the current school I'm going to ATP, I don't know if you looked into them at all, but, um, they've, they've got a loan program and stuff. If you did decide that you wanted to pursue that pilot career more aggressively, um, then they've got a whole like loan program and all this stuff set up that you can go through. Um, then you get all the expense out of the way in one go, but yeah. you also can't have a job while you're doing it, so it's it's hard. I think they've got a flex program too, but okay. um, yeah, if you if you happen to decide it's time to be a pilot, then right. yeah, <laughs> make I, it I, happen. Yeah, I need to. Uh, yeah, I I've thought about it. So I've thought about both, and yeah, part sixty one is what I want to do right now, just because it gives me a little bit more flexibility. I'm not, yeah, because uh, because what I want to do is I don't want to jump right in the airlines. I want to kind of go to every field, so I want to teach a little bit, maybe do a little bush pilot work, maybe do a little mm. um, agriculture work, um, just like, and then work my way up to charter, and eventually airlines. But I I just want to try everything out, and yeah. that's why I'm kind of going through the part sixty one. Yeah. Just because I want to, you know, that's that's kind of where, where I'm I'm going with it, and uh, yeah, pretty much what they do at ATP, your student instructor airlines, you know, yep, that's yep. essentially what you do. <laughs> that's a, that's so. a fact, and it's and it's a good program. It's a great program, and and uh, they have uh, you know, um, gr- good options like you said, a lot of loan options, mm-hmm. um, and but I I, sh- I I've thought about both doesn't fit your goals it's just right now it's just yeah awesome that's where i'm at oh yeah cool you were saying you know uh quite a bit about crypto do you see that helping you financially at all in the future yeah i'm I'm really excited about crypto i uh i'm not into too much of the traditional stocks or anything like that but crypto Mm -hmm. i just think it's uh it's the future i think um it's it's and and it's still super raw and and um but a couple countries it's it's coming around like so El Salvador I think a month ago started uh, accepting it as a as a they have a trading platform you know for bitcoin hmm. and um so there's a lot of countries coming around what what's exciting about it is it gives the little man power mm-hmm. it's the centralization um the decentralization of crypto is where it gets, you know, that's why it's gaining so much popularity because the little man in Africa or Central America can have, can, can be decentralized and have their own money, have their own bank account. They can be their own bank account. So that's where it's kind of going with decentralized finance. And um, eventually you'll be able to um, uh, sign mortgages and mm-hmm. with smart contracts and through Ethereum, the, the Ethereum ecosystem. And it's just the practicality of it. I mean, it's just so exciting. Like sending money transfer across the world from everything. In even, just a few seconds. In just a few it's seconds. Awesome. And um, with like a fraction of a penny, you know. Um, so people will be able to send, you know, have 
send remittances to their family members back in third world countries where they don't have much money and be able to give them, you know, something uh, tangible. It's something, something, uh, some kind of currency that they don't so, have. So, <clears throat> question for you. Are you, are you thinking that cryptos are going to eventually replace um, the current currencies or are they going to be used in tandem with them? I think it's going to be tandem. Okay. I think it's going to be tandem. Um, but a lot of people, there's still, I think, I think only, you know, there's seven point something billion people on earth right now and only 126 million people are in crypto right now. Roughly. Wow. So that's kind of a scale of where it's at and it's super raw, but I, I really like excited about where it's going and where it's taking the little man. That's what's super important that the people that don't have a voice or, or, or access to a bank or anything like that are going to be able to have uh, internet in the future with Elon Musk Starlink. I don't know if you're familiar yeah, with the program. Badass. It's so that in tandem with, it's just like building the little guy up and that's kind of, I'm super excited about um, decentralized finance. Okay. So with Starlink, what is that for the people who don't know what that is? I don't, I don't know what that is. Me neither. So I don't know the in too in depth in it, but basically, roughly, it's a system of satellites that gives. Uh, a, it will eventually give the whole world Wi-Fi. Okay. Wow. Cool. So and everyone. From what will, I understand, cell service too, right? Cell service and Wi-Fi through correct. Starlink. Yeah. That's cool. Does that mean five G towers are kind of going to be obsolete by the time that happens? Not it's, necessarily. It's, uh, shittier than normal. Because you're, you're it's, such it's, a it's probably like a two or three G, but it's still oh, okay. it's still data, you know. Yeah. Still. At least for now, they yeah. gotta they gotta get it up there first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally, but and th that's just yeah, it's amazing what Elon Musk is doing. There's so many incredible projects he's working on. His his obviously SpaceX, the rocket program, super exciting. Isn't um, everybody pissed off at him right now for some reason? Uh, Cryptos. Crypto. Cryptos, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, I keep seeing that everywhere. They're just like, yeah. Elon Musk, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, so people just need to relax about it because, <laughs> yeah. He's smart. That's why. Yeah. He, he is, He's too smart for his smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, um, he can manipulate the market with his influence, you know. Yeah. He yeah. just has so much influence that anything, little thing he says can just fluctuate. And he's, uh, I mean, you know. Or I halfway wonder if there was a correlation one time and then everybody caught on like, oh, shit, now everything he says is, is Bible, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. scripture. Like, dang. There's probably um, a lot of people that don't, like, watch things about crypto and then he says something and they're like, oh, I'll buy into yep. it because this exactly. super smart dude that I like bought Probably it. this billionaire, yeah. trillionaire. Yeah. Without doing their own research. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, uh, oh, another exciting piece of info for Bitcoin is um, – uh, so the president of uh, the Banco Azteca, I think it is. So he's a billionaire in Mexico. Okay. So he is, so his bank is, um, is like, I, I believe it's one of the largest, top three largest banks in Mexico. And he is uh, setting up a way to accept Bitcoin in his oh. bank. So Very nice. So yeah. there's a lot of exciting things going on. Um, um, it has a lot of environmental concerns. Uh, Bitcoin does for the for mining and to put this at scale so China is one of the world's largest Bitcoin mining mm -hmm. uh, countries but they're cracking down on it in certain regions um, and uh, 
So they cracked down on it just this year. I think in the past two months, that's when uh, crypto took a little dive. Mm-hmm. Um, but they cracked down on it. So China, at their peak of mining Bitcoin, we're at um, 141 terawatt hours of <clears throat> energy used. So in the last two months, they scaled back so much. So they're on pace to hit only 60 terawatt hours instead of 141 for the year. So that difference in that would be, I believe it's 60 billion pounds of coal to take to mine. Wow. And that, that would be the difference in those terawatt hours. Hmm. Just That's how much that's they've cut lot. back. But they're moving to other countries and stuff, all these mining companies yeah. like Kazakhstan. One big uh, mining mining group just moved to Kazakhstan. So, um, you know, there's a lot of shifting. And they're actually shifting regions in China that still uh, hmm. let that happen. So, I was, from what I understood, Bitcoin was using the equivalent of a small country in power yeah. to mine. It's It's crazy, but, I mean, it makes way for for these other smaller ones. I'm curious if you're willing to share what cryptos do you have or what cryptos would you have? Hmm. Obviously not financial advice. Yeah. But I'm just curious. And why? Okay. Um, So obviously Bitcoin. um, Bitcoin is a very great investment just because of the amount of time it's been around. It's the OG. First in and best rest. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's... It's an incredible, with only a limited number of uh, coins, so there's only 21 million ever mm-hmm. going to be available. So um, Bitcoin would be, in, in people, countries are starting to pop up everywhere that are uh, trading Bitcoin. So it's, it's, it's a very good investment mm-hmm. um, as far as, or for my standpoint uh, in the crypto world. Um, a lot of people get caught up in all these altcoins and there's tons of shit coins like you yeah. can you can you can go through them and you can actually you can make money off these these coins you can make, make incredible a lot of money you can make a lot of money but i'm not a trader i'm an investor and um so if you're day trading you can make that a full-time job doing just investing researching and investing in crypto and day trading crypto you can make an incredible amount of money um or and lose a credible amount of money amount of money of course it's gambling it's yeah yeah and some people are better gamblers you know they do their mm-hmm. research a little better and and uh but the ethereum ecosystem as well is is um uh, i really like so as far as um it's very it's there's more practicalities there's more use cases for ethereum uh than bitcoin so you <clears throat> so ethereum the ecosystem that, that um, exists right now is, is growing rapidly and it's headed towards, uh, you know, like I said, like decentralized banking accounts. Like you'll have your own, each person will be their own banking account. So um, the use cases and the practicality of Ethereum and moving forward with smart contracts and, and everything that they're doing um, just makes them such a good investment because, uh, I think that's where the future lies with a lot of, um, you know, kind of more autonomous. And that's mm-hmm. that's where it's kind of going away from these centralized institutions, which will still be around, but um, like we were speaking on earlier. But, yeah. I'm curious. Do you see any, do you see any laws popping up against cryptos in the near future? Uh, uh, yeah, I think. Uh, so that would be my concern. 
yeah, I think I think they're gonna <clears throat> try to regulate. Um, they've done a couple of things. Um, you know, you you still have to if you're trading, you still have to um, uh, pay the short-term capital gains yeah. and stuff. If you're tra- still trading crypto, you still have to do that. But um, I I do think that 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 will be an uh, uh, an obstacle. Yeah, I think definitely. I think it's not it's not insurmountable. Of course, um, I think Ethereum will. I mean, crypto will eventually uh, get through that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like you know, I don't know, like holding on. You know, like the old old uh, old guard. You know, uh, holding on to uh, the power. So, okay. And I think I think stuff will pop up as far as regulations. Do you think the government's going to try to make their own coin? I believe I, I I don't think so, just because um, no one I don't think would buy into it. You know, I think we're kind of on a we already got a trajectory with you know Ethereum and and Bitcoin. We you know I just I would hope people wouldn't. You know, what if they said this is our coin? It's legal you tender. can't. Yeah, it's legal tender. You can't use any other coins. Well, that's what they've done in the past with currency. <laughs> that would be that would be uh, so. If the major countries of the world did that, that would be stifling. But uh, for crypto, but um, if they try to regulate it like that, I think there would have to be like riots or something. If if like I don't know something or not riots, but like some major protests, mm-hmm. some major protests. I don't condone rioting, but like major protests have to go on if like people like the government's trying to do that because it's too much control. Well, they've got away with quite a few things without <laughs> us it doing anything about it. That's a fact. If they replace it with the actual dollar, though, and make that the new American currency, you're, you'll have to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah I, I, Start getting paid in coins. Uh, yeah. Digital coins. Digital, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I we think know. that's like that. <laughs> Republic <Yeah>. credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just... I personally can't imagine a world in where the banks sit, stand idly by while a while currencies that are meant to be decentralized and meant to go against them rise up. They would either have to buy a majority of the coins, right, uh, so that they still have a controlling stake or um, somehow f- find a way to outlaw a bunch of them. Yeah, and, uh, I think so if you see like uh, the trends of the major corporations right now, they're getting Bitcoin. So they're getting Bitcoin. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, it's slipping. It's slipping by. But uh, there's one corporation that um, one major corporation in the U.S. that came out and said that uh, Bitcoin is the uh, best asset class in the world. Mm. I believe that that was huge. Um, if I I can't think of it right now, it, it might pop up later. But um, but that's huge over government bonds, over over yeah. over anything. So that's huge for Bitcoin, and and I think I know it's going to be uh, barring every country getting together and regulating it all at once. Everyone getting together, every leader of every country, if they all got together and banned it, then it would be uh, it, it still wouldn't be insurmountable, but like it would it would stifle it to a, a critical point. So mm-hmm. they already did that in India, didn't they? I don't know. They out- I thought India they did ban crypto. Yeah. Yeah, they're like no more the crypto. Price went up a whole ton when they did that. Yeah, it did. 
and a lot of people bought a lot more. Didn't yeah. care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I got so India. Yeah, is one of those countries that kind of jumped on it early and and kind of is or suppressing it. But there's so many other ways, you know, um, uh, via VPNs yep. and everything yep. that say, that, oh, I'm in Germany now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm no longer in India. I don't exist. Yeah, exactly. So that's the reason it'll 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 um it's it's gonna last a, a good a good um <clears throat> it's gonna it's gonna persist. You know, it's because um, you can uh, have VPNs and and uh, still trade your coin. So. So as far as this year goes, I'm seeing a lot of people saying, oh, we're in a bear market. And before that, I saw a lot of people saying, oh, it's not going to end till later this year, early next year. Um, before, before this big drop happened, curious your thoughts on that. Do you have thoughts? Does it matter to you? Uh, there's, there's so many good projects out there. Um, as far as um, <clears throat> crypto right now, I think by the end of next year, um, it's going to go up. It's going to go up probably. I think it'll go back to six. I think it'll be a back, it's back at 60, back at around 60 and for Bitcoin year, in the, in the beginning of next year. That's just my thoughts on, on what's, uh, on Bitcoin. Yeah. I think, um, uh, that's kind of where it's headed. It's all gonna, it's all gonna go up common denominators up, mm-hmm. you know, um, from where it began, you know, everyone has their little, uh, bitcoin story you know i had this amount of bitcoin and i mm. gave it up or yep. you know i didn't have that and I'm not saying i had you know foresight uh back in so my brother my older brother actually mined ethereum classic uh for a while okay and um so he's a big tech guy my older brother is a huge tech guy and uh and i i kind of got a lot of my knowledge from him um and but i still didn't have the foresight um so i recently uh, not too recently, but got, got into it. So, but awesome. And are you up quite a bit in your crypto investments? I want to uh, ask you how much I'm just, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of dips, uh, in the short term. Um, uh, but I, I'm kind of holding long term. There's a lot of ups and downs and, and it's just such a volatile market. So, yeah. so up and down and just, it's it's a crazy market and um i was really excited to make money in crypto so that i could transfer it to my stocks because it's a lot <laughs> less volatile it even is. with how volatile it is it's just like yeah it's a lot it is uh so if you're not ready for your whole portfolio to either have. drop yeah <laughs> uh, have 15 percent drop 15 percent gain 30 percent in one day then I wouldn't get in crypto. It made me immune to the stock market. Like now, when I play there, and I'm like, oh, I'm down, hundred bucks or whatever. I'm like whatever. Yeah, okay. yeah. it's okay. I'm down ten percent, fifteen percent. It's like, man, whatever. Do you do any stocks or anything like that, or? Uh, I don't. Um, I, I have a, still have a four hundred one k, and kind of more conservative on that end. I really don't. Uh, not in big into traditional stocks, so. Um, but they're good too. I mean, obviously the markets, the market's always, it's always going, you know, common denominator is up. So, yeah. Um, because you are looking into like settling down and stuff, I would look into, um, a whole life insurance policy. I was trying to figure out how to word it, but yeah. So 
you're looking into establishing roots a little better, all that. You've got a girlfriend, eventually a wife, I'm sure. Um, but if you start looking into a, a, it's called a mutual whole life insurance policy. That's what we've got. And they're, they're kind of, their idea is similar to a retirement plan, kind of. But um, it's something you can use actively. It may not have the same returns, but it doesn't have the same losses. They've got about, it's got about a 4% uh, return on it. Um, plus dividends whatever they have and uh as you put into it you grow your death benefit for your kids or your wife or whatever um, and you can use the money you can borrow against it actively to use in other investment opportunities things like that oh okay i'd, I'd suggest yeah. looking into it if you haven't yet uh, um, we've got a couple podcasts on it yeah maybe two or three that we talk about yeah it. we do um and my, my dad actually does those if you ever do want to do it let us know. Yeah. Um, we don't just do it because he's in it, but that's how we learned about it. And it's very, very, uh, very interesting. What, what would you call it? Financial vehicle. Okay. To play okay. with, especially because you are interested in the whole investment side of things. Right. Yeah. No um, advice, by the way. Yeah, not financial advice. Yeah. Actually, financial advice. I would suggest whole, uh, life insurance for anybody. You know, you want to insure mm -hmm. your biggest asset, and <laughs> your biggest asset's you. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some research on it for sure. Yeah, um, and then curious what other investments you have, if if any, or that you're looking into. Yes, gold, silver. Um, so both good investments. Um, it's uh, yeah, I'm into a, a little bit of, in metals. Um, awesome. And uh, and uh, I'm trying to get into some land. Oh, very right now. nice. So, I, I, where are you uh, looking for that? Um, there's. I would love to have some land in Montana. I would love to, Southwest Montana. Okay. So that would be any any part of the western side of Montana. So um, would be amazing. Here in Utah would be really cool. Um, yeah. It, depending on where you go, I mean, it's some places are not that bad, but like, you know, where I'm looking, I just it's just. I don't know. It's not the right time to uh, build a house, but eventually that would be that would be a goal of mine to, uh, to yeah. build a house. So that'd be um, some land. And uh, rumor has it, if you're looking for land in the Utah area, uh, rumor has it that uh, the St. George area, you know, Cedar, Washington County, that whole area is going to be expanding into Apple Valley, which is right next to it, um, within the next 10, 20 years. And in Apple Valley, it's about 5,000 an acre right now. So. Yeah, in, in some places, yeah. I think I think they may you may have to buy it in larger chunks, like twenty acre chunks. But uh, yeah, that's Apple that's Valley the rumor. Have like an old folks community. I, I think so. Do. Yeah, I remember yeah. driving past it. Yeah, but that, that whole area is growing so quick. So they've got they've got St. George, and and according to what a bunch of the businessmen are saying down there, um, we've we've got a we've got a guy who owns a business down there. And he goes to meetings with other business owners in the area. And they're saying, yeah, they got another two, three years of growth in St. George. And then from there, they'll move a little north to like Hurricane. Um, and they've got a little bit more growth there, maybe, you know, five to ten years. And then from there, they got nowhere to go but Apple Valley. So that's uh, if you're looking for a long-term land investment, might be worth looking into. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Not financial advice, but yes. Now, that's just the, that's just the rumor if you're looking in Utah. Totally. Um, yeah, I would love to have 
that that's a, a great suggestion. I'll definitely look at it. Um, yeah, land's obviously a great great investment. Mm-hmm. Not financial advice, but <laughs> it's, it's it's great. It's it's an incredible investment because obviously they're not making more of it. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you think one day we're gonna get to where you know you you see those future mu- futuristic movies where the whole planet's like covered in buildings and whatnot? Do you think we're ever gonna no. get there? No way. That we go to other planets before we get. I do I, that. I'd yeah. agree. Well, there's there's something in biology known as carrying capacity. Anyways, um, as soon as an environment hits a certain threshold of uh, animals or whatever, then they just die off up to that point. Really? Know? Yeah. There's there's a maximum capacity of every environment. So I don't know that We're humans will ever close. hit that. We're not even close. No but way. There's so much land to be <laughs> conquered. There's a lot of, yeah, Open there's a lot space. of everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's good, though. It, there's still a lot of uh, uh, food issues, nutrition issues in the world, though. A lot of people aren't getting the right uh, nutrition or food, and, and um, it's really sad to see a lot of, what a lot of these countries go, to, go through and have real problems um, that they have to deal with and like, yeah. where, am I, where is my next meal coming from? And that's why when I hear people complaining here, it's like, dude, like, like people have it really bad. Uh, for example, I was in, so I was backpacking around Cuba and I was in Havana and I, it was for my first couple of days. And I, I was, <clears throat> it's very sad. It's very poor. <laughs> um, they, uh, don't have any food like if you go into like a little like a little restaurant or something you got to ask what they have instead of like looking at their menu like there's i've seen like people waiting in line i, I was asking um one of the locals about it like oh what what's that line for i mean people have been waiting and it's pretty large and uh, he was like oh that's just to wait for the ri- uh, ration of rice and beans like they're waiting wow. a few hours for rice and beans you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. like and their stores are bare um, um, and it's just, it's a really sad deal and see people in extreme poverty that'll never be able to escape that. Like that's their life forever. And I, and, and you look at it and it's just super sad and it just puts into perspective, like how blessed I am to have what I have. How do you think, how can you, how do you think that can be fixed if it can? Because as of right now, What's happening is the U.S. is donating, you know, all these first world countries are donating tons of money, the U.S. being one of the top donators around the world. And a lot of times that money goes to waste on a couple wealthy people who receive it, and then the bottom classes don't see it at all. Um, mm. So what would you suggest might be able to be done? Do you just tell them to pick, pick themselves up by their bootstraps or, like, you know? Well, there's a lot of different uh, circumstances. Yeah, So right. um, <clears throat> with Cuba... It's, uh, I think their government, their, the communism, um, is stifling their economy. Um, the people, (laughs) people aren't getting paid. Um, there's no, um, I mean, it's just super sad there. And, 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 and we still have the embargo, uh, on Cuba. Uh, so that stifles their economy. So if they don't have many natural resources, they got to rely on tourism. If they have a nicer country, I mean, there's just, and there's certain countries that don't have anything, any of that. And there's a lot of time. I think, um, you know, like you said, there's a lot of uh, philanthropic uh, uh, countries out there that, that give back to poorer countries that, that um, are kind of just out on their own yeah. uh, in Africa. Um, 
South America. And, but I think sometimes there's nothing you can do. I mean, you can, uh, if you have no natural resources, if you're, you know, you don't really have a tourism industry, um, sometimes there's not much you can do and, and, uh, just help them out as much as you can. And, mm-hmm. and, but, um, you need to inject no. a little capitalism into these countries. Yeah, you don't have the information yeah. available so, either. So I'll tell you this. I'm very yeah. okay with donating to those countries. I love I love charities. I love support, relief effort kind of things. I don't love how a lot of it is taken from tax dollars. Yeah. Because that's, that's by law. That's money being stolen from you to give to someone else rather than you choosing to give it to them, right? Right, right. So I'm, I'm just like... Okay, I know where they're coming from. I know their heart's in the right place. Probably, I don't know who they are, but uh, those who choose to create those laws and make people have those taxes to donate to other countries, um, it just seems kind of uh, counterproductive when a lot of times these massive capitalist enterprises can donate all all the more to these to these countries and to the right locations, you know, versus. Versus go, uh, government to government, who knows who knows what's happening there? Totally. Um, <clears throat> so government spending is is atrocious. Like the way they spend money, their the contracts, um, it's, they waste so much. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of waste, and that's why anything <clears throat> you know um, to get a road done is, is is you know astronomical. To build anything yeah. is astronomical because the government, con- everyone in like the contracting world wants it, you know, government contracts because they're just, they're so, uh, you know, big, you know, and they're yeah. just, um, it's a lot of waste in our, in every government. It's, it's hard. Yeah. yeah it's, and <clears throat> it'd be nice to leave it up to these, uh, these corporations and everything. But at the end of the day, <clears throat> I'm a capitalist. Um, but I, I believe that everyone needs a little help and I think people should be helping like other, like I'm not telling anyone what to do with their money, but like, um, any corporation or anything, you know, yeah. you're, you're free to do whatever, but it would be, it'd be cool like to give back cause they don't have nothing. And I just, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen like extreme poverty. I've seen a 50 year old, I was talking to a 50 year old, 50 year old man in Cuba that's never held a hundred dollars. Wow. Never had a hundred bucks. You know, that's I mean, a life-changing it, conversation. <laughs> it's it's super sad, and and you know he was talking to me about like relations with the U.S. and and everything. He was like, "When is it going to end?" Like, obviously, I don't know or anything like that. But he was just like kind of venting and expressing, um, you know, his his eagerness to actually have some opportunity. Yeah, and I think um, some of these governments just make it impossible mm-hmm. for the little man to to get up. So that's kind of, and it's, and it's always, if it's government to government, it's always going to a group of people, the majority of the, uh, of the monetary gains that that company, that that country gets is going to a a, a select group and might trickle down a little bit. Um, Mm -hmm. but it never, it never like the Nigerian government, for example. So they had, I think they ran through $400 billion in oil that doesn't have much to show for it in the whole country you know um super sad like uh like 
there's a couple families that you you know almost took all of that money you know yeah so um it's just corruption so much corruption um i've, I've seen pictures sat. of the nigerian whatever oil kings or whatever they're they'll spend a ton of money on their kids and have their kids be their the face of their family or whatever it's it's insane it's very sad it's very sad and it's uh that's wrong yeah i love i love the idea of um and this is why a lot of corporations will donate uh, tax incentives yeah you know that's Mm -hmm. that's a fantastic idea you're not taking from anyone um you're incentivizing them to give that money away it's just yeah tax incentives are a good way to go and that's why investing could be potentially lucrative too oh 100 very lucrative 100 percent. agree with that how many languages do you speak? Um, so I do speak a little, little Spanish, but I, I, um, I'm, uh, still actively learning uh, Vietnamese okay. as well. Great. So, um, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, I've been to many Spanish-speaking countries: uh, uh, Mexico, Cuba, Panama, Spain. I think that's it, actually. So in all the third world countries, if you're talking to this Cuba man, do they speak English as well, I assume? Yeah, it's very broken. Um, A lot of them don't have, they have access to, you know, kind of more bare education. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of a little bit more raw and it's, you, it's really hard to get around to Cuba without speaking Spanish. Okay. By yourself. At least a little bit. Like, like, uh, like, um you know, kind of market language, kind of, uh, you know, just to get you by just business and, right. and stuff like that. Cause, uh, a lot of them, especially the older generation do not speak English. So, which makes sense. Yeah. It's like so, most Americans don't speak Spanish. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, totally. To cater to the tourists. It's, okay. it's uh, you know, it's, they've learned words and everything just cause that's, that's where it's at with that. But, so do you think their whole government would have to change for something to change? Because us, the thing is, is, us donating money, it's it's never going to, it's not really going to do anything in the long run, you know? That's, it that's it has to be internally fixed or there's no. Also, people don't like when we invade their country to make them do things. Well, that, that's not what I mean. Not us <laughs> doing it. I'm saying they would have to do it. Yeah, the, yeah. the country country most recently like you know Gaddafi and Libya so the that whole um i haven't looked up how they're doing right now there i know there was a after that happened there obviously there was a vacuum power vacuum um and kind of a lot of chaos but not really a lot of uh happiness and they were outside of the um outside of Gaddafi's rule because it was incredible like how they coordinated so the rebels coordinated the un to airstrike strategic locations from twitter that's cool <laughs> so they got the un so yeah they they overthrew the government for, through twitter yeah basically <laughs> yeah. this is libya libya yeah correct i was not not banned i'm just like twitter that's inciting violence on like a massive scale yeah, it's that just very against their rules. <laughs> Way it's against their rules. Only for Americans, apparently, though. They're, they're against it. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's not a bad thing in that case. It's just I think it was the human right issues. Um, 
So uh, we need to do that with China. <laughs> they're not good. They're good people, but they're not doing good things. Uh, yeah. Shitty. Yeah, the CCP. Yeah, they're they're um, I'm not a big fan. So uh, <laughs> no. at all. Um, One star. It's just like <laughs> so you know um, they had they're doing there's, there's so many human rights violations. Um, obviously propping up North Korea, um, and I mean there's so many issues of persecution and uh, it, I mean it's just endless amount of uh, stuff that their government is. Um, doing it and i seen it so when i was in jamaica so i backpacked around jamaica Mm -hmm. so i went from kingston all the way to kingston so big circle around the the country and i seen the way the chinese kind of um it was like an infiltration so you go to the the supermarket they have the rasta shops which was like the local shops like the 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 local jamaicans it's a little expensive because it's kind of you know um they don't have as much money and they, you know, it costs so much money to get stuff to Jamaica. You got to, they got to import everything. And it's kind of a touristy country anyway, isn't it? Almost like a tourist trap, uh, expensive, like Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's 70% of their, uh, industry is tourism. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, wow. that's yep. another reason. So 70, <laughs> so, so people have to have these little shops and everything, but the supermarkets are run by Chinese and that's it all cause it's cheaper. They can, Chinese get stuff there for cheaper. So their tentacles even reached over there. Like so, hmm. they, so there's a ton of Chinese people in uh, <clears throat> Jamaica, and they uh, uh, they own a lot of the infrastructure, a lot of the utilities, electricity, uh, the supermarkets, and they do this in this, these poor countries. Um, they give people cheaper food. There's some good that comes out of it, but you can see kind of like a <clears throat> an economic takeover yeah. in all these little poor countries, especially in Southern Africa. Um, and it's it's kind of scary because they 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 go by no rules. They're the they're copycat kings. They're the ripoff kings. They're I mean the list is endless. Like <laughs> they're they're even doing it in America. They're buying up land all over the place. Yeah, like they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> no rules. Little still whatever you know whatever they can do to get ahead, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where they're at. You know, obviously child <clears throat> child labor it's a big issue there too still sweatshops and everything and uh so much classic rothschild mm-hmm. oh yeah forgot about the pale horse almost give me control of the country's money i care not who makes the laws <laughs> that's a fact yeah yeah, we can um, talk about the book. Yeah, I guess I that'll that'll book. lead us right into the book. Yeah. So so we read a book. It's called Behold a Pale Horse. Um, so we we do we read books like every two weeks. We'll do a book and then um, we'll kind of talk about it on the podcast. This one we only did a week a uh, week in between books because this book was like two no. hours long. I thought we did two. Uh uh-uh. uh Was it? Because yeah. last week we did Anthem with Rod, right? Yeah. Oh shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, (laughs) (laughs) staring at each other. Um, So we're going to go over this book a little bit, um, our thoughts on it and whatnot. And feel free to put your input in. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, Behold the Pale Horse, he was like, okay, these are all the, basically the overarching theme was if I was a superpower or my family was a superpower with the wealth that some some of the top people have, there's no way I wouldn't make contingencies to 
have that wealth preserved through the generations, right? That's just the natural um, tendency of people. Yeah, exactly. Preserve my values, my morals, my family's tradition. So he's saying that's kind of where, that's kind of where um, communism can start. Is that people will be like, oh yeah, to keep me in the top and my family in the top, these are the things that need to be implemented. It's just the natural progression of things almost. Versus versus a capitalistic society where they can be overthrown in a generation, you know, such as um, Sears and Walmart. Walmart took over um, Sears, and now who knows who knows where a Sears is anymore, you know? Yeah. And that was like one generation, maybe two. So um, he was that was basically the premise of the book, and then somewhere within there, he brought in aliens. I don't know why. I don't know how, but. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of the whole world was controlled by a couple of people, and those couple of people had met with aliens. Oh That's right, I, so it was it was a good book up to that point. It was like, allegedly uh, <laughs> right, right, yeah. It was a lot of conspiracies, a lot of like you talked about a lot of cults. Um, well, yeah, they're real. Well, yeah, a lot. But, of them, <laughs> yeah, a lot of the cults are real. And the he, stuff he was talking about, though, like, they get a little wild. But I mean, some of those things are real. The uh, most interesting thought. Um, was that he was saying executive orders have allowed since the mid-1900s for the government at any point in time to take emergency procedures and essentially establish... um, Martial law. Yeah. Be a king. Right. Essentially establish a king, um, quote-unquote. And he's also... He was also talking about a place called Mount Weather that's like a... That was interesting. Yeah, he was saying it's like a backup government. It's got a backup president, vice, the whole cabinet, everything, Um, which I personally – I've got no clue about that, but I wouldn't be surprised if something like that existed. The Where I differed from, like, believing him was um, he started saying that that's actually the place that runs the whole country versus our actual government that we vote for, um, which I don't don't see that at all. You know, it's not like there's a – you you can see there's uh, strings attached to some of them, you know. Yeah. You're like, oh yeah, they they are attached to this sponsor, and therefore they're making them money because of this law, um, and vice versa. But you're there's nothing like, oh yeah, we made a decision, but someone else made this decision entirely. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty heavy that way. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a backup government, but it wasn't active yeah I, uh, I wouldn't think it would be super active unless Kinda it like needed the to be designated survivor deal right or like that the vault we have of seeds and uh was it the arctic or antarctic some somewhere very cold that's a thing, vault though. of yeah exactly we also have it's stones just, that do that not not yeah, that but for stones like in georgia languages yeah. and they tell the time and Teresa, cool just in case there's wow. a world catastrophic event yeah yeah um so there's, you know, a lot of people get to this point. I think a lot of conspiracy theories, there's, there's, um, there's some that have come out to be true um, against the U.S. government, like the, Gulf of, like the Freedom of Information Act released a lot of information like on the Gulf of Tonkin, like how we got into the Vietnam War, how that was. There's a lot of conspiracies that have proven true. Um, but then there's some really outlandish ones, and and I think it, most competent people can can um, differ, differentiate the the two, yeah. um, uh, and and a lot of times it's kind of people 
that have nothing better to do and like look up all this stuff and like get into like super deep and like want to know something that you don't know. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I know this, you know, like people, yeah. people like that. People like to have, I don't know, a kind of mental edge, if you will, over, over some their, you know, yeah. their peers. Yeah. And, um, but I think, I think, um, the government does a lot of shady stuff. It would be, um, it would be crazy if, if that proved true, like there was a shadow government, um, um, entirely possible, entirely possible. And, and I honestly think it's, it's not even some kind of shadow, shadowy figures. I think it's just, you know, we're in a corporatocracy. There's so many lot. There's so, there's so much lobbying from big pharma, from yeah. uh, big tobacco. They vote with money. They vote with money. And it's, and it's, and you can't, who's going to check them? So look at this. Like, who's going to check the corporations? They're going to get paid. Someone's going to get paid. Someone's going to take the money. There's no one to hold them accountable because who's going to do it? Who's going to hold these lobbyists accountable is just um, the way it's going. Um, there's, like I said, I'm a capitalist, but then there's, I love the I love uh, the free market idea. I love... Like laissez-faire kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of uh, there's the downside to capitalism when when these corporations come up and and um, are not doing uh, <clears throat> what they should for the gut like for like the military industrial complex, for example, they profit when we're in war. I can't imagine being on like a board of directors for Halliburton and and you're. It's almost sociopathic. Yeah. It's like they're wanting the people to go to war. Like it's like almost insane to me. Like um I think that end of capitalism, the never ending uh search for money, um has a lot of negative effects, just like everything. There's pros and cons to everything. I think capitalism is best for the little man. That's just my personal opinion. I think it, it, it gives so many people opportunity, you know, to start their own business. Yeah. Um without as much regulations as these bureaucratic countries such as like um New Zealand or uh you know some some country you know some Scandinavian countries there's a lot of uh, bureaucracy and and America has less red tape than a lot of people and it allows you to create a business and create a better life for yourself if you uh have a good idea and and uh and crush that goal crush that uh that dream so so I love this this country. I love I love love the U.S. So I just say with with most any conspiracy theory, the litmus test is follow the money, and you'll know the truth. With almost almost every time, that's the case. You know. Yeah. No. Totally. I'm pretty sure. Didn't we bomb Syria today, or was it yesterday? Did we? Uh huh. I haven't been keeping up with it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't see anything about that, but um, I would not be surprised. We did it a month or two ago. So. Joe Biden heavy. Yeah, they're trying to start another war. It's perfect for money. Get everything coming back to the U.S. Because why not? Yeah, I don't think... I think we should... Yeah, please fact check me. Yeah, especially looking it up right now. China's been real aggressive lately. Yeah, with Hong Kong. We're in bed with China. And... Everyone is. Everyone (laughs) is. So the only way to... I just think... Manufacturing is moving out of China. There's a lot of, um, they're moving into, uh, they've gained a lot of territory and everything. So they're scaling back on manufacturing. Um, uh, 
but <clears throat> they're like you said they're super aggressive in the south china sea mm-hmm. uh in thailand and all the surrounding countries um mm-hmm. they're persecuting a whole group of people there um yeah so um the Uyghur muslims yep exactly yeah um Oregon harvesting yeah that's brutal yeah that's a uh uh I've heard shit show things about that. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's like, terrible. It's terrible, man. And, and it's just like, I don't know. Well, it's shocking that the rest of the world would just allow it and sit by. What is there to be done, though? We got to yeah, sanction them. We got to th- take manufacturing out. We got to stop buying their products. You enable you enable a country. You can't just cut off China, obviously. They're part of the, the, the world's economy. You cut them out, everyone hurts. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. Um, but... We Trump have was, to. We have to stifle them. We have to. We have to put tariffs. We have to. Yeah, we have yeah. to put sanctions. Trump we was doing make that it hard quite aggressively, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. So Trump. Mm. Trump was. Uh, was really hard on China, um, and uh, and I think you should be. I think China needs to be held accountable for for things, and um, they need a spanking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even with COVID, what? they need to pay or do something to make up for everyone's losses. But and, and and you know their reaches are their tentacles, uh, like I was saying, reach deep. The like the the WHO, the World Health Organization, won't even say Taiwan on air. Yeah. Well, they don't. That's recognize how you them. know they don't recognize them as as a as a country as anything. Exactly. That's how you know it's because how much they're influence on China's they radar. Well, no. China China's in their in their uh, organization. Yeah, there was literally an interview with someone from China, I believe, and then they they brought up and they won't say Taiwan, 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 didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they, they shut like, down the interview. Yeah, they did. Yeah, we're done here. Jesus Christ, it's it's fucking terrible. But what do we learn about that? Okay, yeah, sure. so <coughs> we did bomb Syria. Joe Biden ordered an airstrike today. Yes, the twenty sixth. Oh, okay, two days ago. Two days. Why ago. did we? Was there a reason, oh, or was it just? I didn't just look at that. Cause. I was just seeing if we did or didn't. Oh. A- and why? What the fuck do we have to gain from What's in bombing Syria? Syria? We're breeding more hate. We're breeding another another entire group of people to hate us. I <clears throat> there's you know a lot of countries that already hate us. That's that's fine. Whatever. Um, but I just think it's counterproductive to be doing this. The the whole. Um, I know why we went to Afghanistan and everything, but most of the, like when 9-11 happened, most of, it came out that most of the financial backing was people from Saudi Arabia. Really? People from Saudi Arabia. Well, we have so, OPEC. There's so much oil. Yeah, there's so much. All the money. There's so much oil that comes from there. We just, there's no way, we're not doing anything with them. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So there's no way. But, and then we go to countries like Iraq, um, the, you know, quest for uh weapons of mass destruction that never you know and then all these poor countries and they just suffer so much and it's just i don't know and then we could take control of the oil and and it's just it's it's bad it's not it's not good and poppy fields and whatever else and the rise in heroin uh, since we went to over to the middle east and i mean i don't i mean heroin overdoses sorry since we went over there and it's just incredibly it's incredibly uh incredibly sad i don't know it's just wrong. The crazy thing There's about no a lot of, uh, we'll say, less less uh, 
intense conspiracy theories is a lot of them come true uh-huh come out as true you know like people will start shouting stuff right as right as these events happen and then come a year or two later truth comes out and you're like alex oh, shit. jones He's been right on a lot of stuff yeah, recently. That, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Making the fronts yeah. gay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, Alex Jones is uh, eccentric, to say the least. Um, yeah. He's hard. Yeah, I've listened to I've listened to him a little bit. and um, Yeah, he has been right on, on a number of things, and uh, that's why Joe Rogan still has him on his podcast, you know? Yeah. Joe Rogan, yeah. Tim Pool, all of them. I yeah. love how Joe Rogan fact checks. Temple is like, good. Yeah, hold on. He's like, shut up. Yeah, yeah. Hold I, on, I love Alex. his perspective on things. <laughs> yeah, he's politically. Just, yeah. L- like like I, I love how he's very, yeah, he's like, I want the facts. And that's it. Right or left, I yeah. want the facts. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hell yeah. Yeah, after his first podcast with, with uh, Alex Jones and it got like shut down and all this hate from it, he said, okay, we're getting you back on just as soon as possible. <laughs> fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> fuck being silenced. Yeah, but it's just I don't know why. It's crazy. Is <clears throat> uh Yeah, very very interesting. Uh, a lot of the I mean, the conspiracy theories go back way farther than that, but one of the biggest well-known ones, you know, you've got 9/11. Right. And the Patriot Act. In our lifetime, yeah, that's that's yeah, the major event. In our yeah. lifetime, that's a major event. Um, January 6th is going to be the new new thing, too. What? January 6th, where we stormed the fucking Capitol. Where we oh, the insurrection. In, oh, you're saying it's the new... It's going to be the new 9-11 tour. They're going to be... Like, with the whole Patriot Act, but they're just going to expand it even further on all of us. This coming year, you're saying? Like, they're they're doing that right now. They're I don't know if I'm understanding what you're saying. So, you know how the whole Patriot, Patriot Act from 9-11? Yeah. Which just takes away all of our freedoms. Potentially, yeah. They they can do what they want, yeah. Yeah, but with January 6th, they're just going to expand the Patriot to have more power. Oh, you're saying how they fortified the Capitol and all that jazz. And yeah, and it's still fucking fortified. <laughs> and w- why? I, I, don't, I can't even put it into words because it's so fucking frustrating. It's like they did it on purpose. Well, that's the police let them in. Nancy Pelosi... Uh, she told them to she, shoot him. She, she told the crazy. National Guard to not even show up as Did well. She? She's like, she said something about mounting machine guns and just shooting them all. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then Joe Biden saying, well, we got nukes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, What in the fuck? You're you're literally asking for a goddamn civil war, and you're going to fucking get it if you keep on the track. (laughs) Well, look, the the people who would be dropping the nukes are going to be us, and we're not going to do that. That's literally, you tell someone no, but to drop the a fact, nuke on America, they're going to say no. The fact that the leader of the Hopefully. best world in the, or the best country in the world is even saying that is unacceptable. About his own people. That's very, very intriguing it's, at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. He was talking about, I think the context was gun control. Oh dear. Yeah, it so, was. So the context was gun control and he was talking about, um, yeah, we can, it doesn't matter if we take away assault weapons, it, you, you couldn't, you know, could Going to overthrowing the government, you couldn't do it anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. you need you need you need two F-15s nukes and, and, and F-15s. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That was the whole thing, and <laughs> and F-15 sales went up. <laughs> yeah, it's yep. just it's just the gun control. The whole gun control thing is just it's. Um, I'm a gun owner. I love guns. I love you know <clears throat> being able to have access to that. It's it's something fun to do. Hunting's fun, um, but I I I think with the gun control. There's just 
it doesn't work for America where it's so deeply rooted here. We have so many, we supply the world with weapons, Russia, us, Russia. We, we have this, we have so many guns here. It's not like Australia or anywhere else where you can just take the guns or have a buyback. There's so many guns on the street. And if you do something like that, like take guns away, you're taking them away from the good people. The mm-hmm. bad people are not going to give up their shit. No, there it's just it's not going to happen. Mentally and the ill gonna, people will find a way. Yeah, they're going to no get them what. off the street. There's too many guns here. The battleship, you can't turn around that battleship. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just too established. And the gun control, the gun control, you let people have guns. Let these big cities and stuff have guns. That crime will drop. And that's a yeah, fact. Chicago. That's a yep. fact. Who has outlawed guns? It's insane. Hmm, interesting. Like and their crime <laughs> rates are just disgusting. Um, yeah, it's really easy. Shall not be infringed. It's in the text. It is. It, there yep. you go. Totally. Pe- more people need to read that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's pretty least. self-explanatory, but guess not. It's hard. We need Donald Trump Jr. in office. He wants guns in fucking vending machines. Like, if they could figure out a way to like background yes. check and make it like safe. Because I like the idea of a background check, um, yep. especially if you're like a violent offender, things like that. That's a felony. Um, obviously, you don't want those people having weapons, right? If you can help but it. Even at that point, if you got rid of all background Shall checks and everyone, everyone yeah. had them, if everyone has them, nobody's gonna do shit. <laughs> yeah, there there is that, but there's gonna be a there's gonna be a short period there before everybody has them. So everything's that's gonna get it's gonna get rough. Yeah, it, if you if you just took away all laws regarding that yeah i think i think they're a rough transition yeah there there has to be i think i don't know people with mental health issues and um these different issues there needs to be a way that we we i don't know there needs to be some kind of way where mentally unstable people can't have access like i know it's it's hard and it's like you know, there is background checks. You know, when we go in the store, they they back they check your background before you buy your, the weapon. If anything comes up, even a misdemeanor, you have to wait days for approval. Mm-hmm. It's a process, and um, I think you know everyone. You know, I, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of freedom. You know, that's 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 what I'm about. Amen. Freedom of choice, free, freedom to do what you want as a human being, unless it, in, you know, unless it's hurting somebody, mm-hmm. you know, else. So. The question is, how are you going to deem someone mentally unstable? Because with so the that's red a hard flag part. laws coming up, yeah, no, that's it's hard. You got to take the good with the bad. Shall not be infringed. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly. Shitty, but that's true. Yeah, it's shitty for a few months, but I'd rather I'd rather the be free than have ish. Uh, I really don't think it would be as free. crappy as it's made out to be, though. No, if, if shall not be infringed was taken seriously, bet you. All the crime would drop. People would just be like, "Yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna play that yeah, game anymore." Aggressive for a minute, like they did with when they legalize all the drugs in some of those countries. It gets aggressive for like two or three months, or maybe even a year, and then it just mellows out because everyone's like, "Oh, I can get it." <laughs> they did that in Portland, didn't they? Yeah, they legalize did. all drugs. They did. Yeah, they did. Which um, I, at least weed. Legalize weed for fuck's sakes. Legalize all of it. What do you think? I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with X on that. The war on drugs has just been a disaster, an absolute disaster. Yes, fucking waste of time. Look at Mexico. The cartel is more powerful than the fucking government. It is. <laughs> it like, controls the government. Uh, I, so yeah, they are the government. <laughs> they. So I went. So I <clears throat> traveled to Mexico twice. Once to Cancun, but one time 
I hooked up with this family that had a pit crew in um, Baja. So there's a big Baja. There's three big Baja races a year. The Baja 250, the Baja 500, or there might be four. There might be the 750 and then the 1,000. The 1,000 being obviously the biggest. Um, you drive, you know, 1,000 miles through the desert. You know, it's mm. a big race. And there's plenty of classes and everything like that. Like, um, I mean, four-wheelers, dirt bikes. It's ext- it can be extremely dangerous race, too, because you're, like, out there in the desert in Baja, California, Baja, yeah. Mexico. And I worked a pit crew with them. So we were a couple hundred miles down the Pacific side in a place called San Canteen doing this pit crew for the Baja 1000. And uh, I was out. It was like it's, it was super cool, the dynamic, because the beach was two miles away. And then did the, de- the desert, you know, where our, where our uh, pit crew was set up. Mm-hmm. Super cool. We were able to deep sea fish, and then we were in the desert, like, uh, Hell yeah. doing that. So, That's cool. Uh, but so we, uh, we were going back up north. We were going back to the U.S., mm-hmm. and uh, so we had a roadblock, a road check, a checkpoint with the Mexican military. And the point being, they can't even show their face. Like, I tried to – he opened my door to, like, search our car, and, like, I took a picture of him, and he was like, no. Like, like he had – you could bear, you could see his eyes. He had the uh, AK or um, – AR-15. Yeah. I, no, I think it was – no, it was a uh, M4, I believe, or something. I okay. Uh, he had that around his neck, and he—I mean—he was just an intimidating guy. But it just shows you how much their military can't even show their face. Mm-hmm. You know, because that puts them in danger of uh, getting identified by the cartel. By the cartel, correct. Okay. Wow. Same with police. Same with the uh, local police. There. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah the story not too long ago where they captured Pablo Escobar's son or something, and the cartel just showed up at the prison and they had to let him out because they was ready to just to kill everybody. <laughs> That's kind of cool. I'll be honest. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's not. The Pablo Escobar story is insane and it's, it's interesting. Cool. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah, that is insane. To say the least, when he uh, when he was running from the law enforcement, mm-hmm. and he burned two million dollars in cash just to stay warm. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't he warming up his daughter? Yeah. Yeah, him so and his daughter. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Legend. And then another couple million Razor. just eaten by rats, whatever. Just yeah, yeah. <laughs> How much got... It was yeah. just like, at that point, it's just like gravy to him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just... I th- money is just... I thought whatever. at the height of his career, they were bringing in like $30 million a day or something like that. Just insane it, amounts of money. Insane. Yeah. It, yeah, it was about... It was around that. So they were at the peak of their empire was absolutely... They had to stop it. Like, like that, like, like that dude was getting so powerful. Like it was yeah. insane. He could do whatever he wanted to. I mean, someone rising from, from nothing to that. It's just an incredibly crazy story. Like, it's a cool success story. Shows you, you can do anything with the right mind power. <laughs> That's a fact. Build a cocaine empire. Oh, perfect. <laughs> That's how we're going to get these thrilled worlds out of their problems. Right. <laughs> they can sell us cocaine. <laughs> Uh, yeah but that money would go to waste for yeah. sure yeah yeah it was you know we were talking about earlier about government spending um i was watching this i forgot the reporter's name um he does he does these uh segments about like um po- he's just a political um uh analyst kind of and goes around to these 
doing these segments about like uh, government spending or like um, uh, local politicians, all, all all different kind of stuff. Okay, he's a very popular guy. That's why I can't think of him. Is but it, it's not Crowder, right? No, it's not Crowder. Something Owens. Is it him? No, no. It's uh, Andy. No, it's, I just know he does Antifa. He's stuff. a journalist. I'll think of it. Right. it he, he, he he was in New York, uh, and he was uh, looking at this. Okay, so there was a restroom, you know, like restroom and water fountain uh, structure, you mm-hmm. know, like just a yeah. cement structure, pretty straightforward. Yeah. So he was interviewing this guy about what it took to build this. I mean, the square footage had to be only 1,200, you know, yeah. on the structure. Guess how much it cost them to build this structure in a public park oh, for government spending. Government spending. I'm guessing it was a million to multiple million. Thirty-six million. Jesus, father muck. That shows. I mean, he this dude he couldn't even get an answer for why they spent that much. Like, yeah, that's in New York. That's in New York. It's like that's that an bridge they built in Park City. What was it? Animals? Three or four million, so animals could cross yeah. the freeway. What they coming up? Coming up, Dude, it's uh, it's at the summit. It's a Parley summit. Yeah, yeah, Parley summit. Yeah, I didn't know that. There's a land bridge there. Yeah. There oh is. well, yeah, I know the land bridge, but I didn't know they spent that much. Yeah, it was like three or four million dollars. You don't even need that much money. <laughs> yeah, but give me I a tell you what, they wood. <laughs> yeah. I'll create that bridge. They for saved you. <laughs> a couple tags from that road. Good on them. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> it's very interesting. Yeah, it's there's a lot of wasteful spending out there. I mean, up. Uh, <clears throat> You privatize a lot more. I mean, more stuff will get done a lot more efficiently. I mean, private sector is definitely more efficient. I mean, it's astronomically more efficient. But, yeah. Um, well, that's what happens. Uh, your prices get better and your uh, customer service gets better when you have to have customer service. Get better products, that's a, too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah quality. So. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Governor Cox is doing some pretty cool stuff, though. Like, this is off topic, but. I mean, he's a shitty dude, but he's like, <laughs> no more concealed carries for 21 and over. Yeah, constitutional that carry. That went awesome. to effect May 5th. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That's, that's that amazing. Cool. It was in June, but yeah. Okay. Was it June? No, I think it was, I May, thought it was May. May 5th. Was it? It was May 5th. Because I was, I was following that pretty pretty close. What? Huh. Yeah, yeah okay. it, it, got, it got signed in February and then went active May 5th. Okay. Yeah, for the constitutional carry, and which is super exciting for uh, for and rights. Was that was that just twenty one and older? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So what? Below twenty one, you you just have to get your permit still. You oh, can conceal okay. it in your yeah. Get your provisional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that's so cool. It's it's very cool. Uh, one of the governors I'm super stoked on, and I wouldn't, and I like him going forward as president would be Rob DeSantis, the yes. Florida governor. Oh, hell God, yeah. he's yeah. so good. He's, that dude we is all awesome. want him as president. Oh, yeah. yeah, that dude's, th- that dude's super cool. Let Trump have Florida. In the polls, I'm pretty sure he's We'll trade. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a fucking gangster. He's 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 a fighter, you know? Like, he's not going to get pushed over. And yeah. that's, that, that's one thing that I like about him. I mean, he's just, like, so, you know, on top of it, and he's not going to let anyone bully him. Yeah. Uh, corporate media. Any anybody, so I mean, I think got, I think it's he's got the balls for it. He does. He's got the balls that Trump had with a little more tact, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so he, I think, I'd like to see him president. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's running. Is he? 
Mm. I uh, think there was mention of it. He that should. Would be cool. I, would be I don't think it should be a Trump. Trump DeSantis. No, I think it should be DeSantis. I, you know who? I, you know who I would like to see on the ticket with uh, DeSantis. Candace Owens? No. Dan Crenshaw. No, fuck no. Dan Crenshaw. <laughs> the hell no. He's all yeah. about red flag laws, bro. Really? That's the biggest turnoff to me. You want to infringe on my guns? No. You can suck my ass. Dan, Cren- <laughs> Dan Crenshaw is? Uh-huh. Really? Look it up. He's... Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Other than that, you liked him before? Yeah. Oh. He's, he's a good guy. He's, he's got... There's not... Too, there's not... So, too many people you can pick from you know like yeah. there's not a, a plethora of good people that go into that field <laughs> no a career politician you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just not a thing but and you got to get what you you can i mean we i don't know um could go worse could you know? yeah i mean we uh, have worse right now i'm not a fan of biden at all <laughs> no, uh, God, he's no. he's he's um sucking up to china uh i think it's it's a it's counterproductive and then when he when he um canceled the keystone pipeline oh, good and Lord. then and then but he approved russia and then he pre- approved <laughs> the russian uh pipeline he, he took the sanctions away from that yep yeah it's, that's mm. what's going on because you know how how much are you in bed with them how much money are you taking from them like because you're you're bending us over for the sake of china and in russia yep and it's just really uh anti-america I think, and uh, and I don't know. I think he's going to be very good for a Republican presidency next term, even for twenty twenty two, when we yes. get the House and the Senate. Oh, yeah, it's just going to be. Yeah, he's probably going to be hopefully. the best player for our team. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> everybody uh, hates him uh, so much. Unless Kamala gets Ooh, yeah. in when he dies, she'll yeah, be the she'll best be the better player for sure. Hundred times better. <laughs> what yeah. I understand, there's everyone hates her just like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, there's oh, nobody else. So across the world. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah, Kamala. Um, what were she? She went to Guatemala. Uh, Guatemala. Was it? Guatemala. She went to. Yeah. And uh, because Trump said he's going to the border. No, 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 no. This she made this trip uh, two weeks ago. She made. The, but you're right about that. So Trump is going the 29th. He's going tomorrow mm-hmm. with uh, Governor Governor Abbott of Texas mm-hmm. invited him to go to the border. So that's why mm-hmm. and he accepted. So. But now she's going to the border. But when she went to Guatemala, they they were um, they did not like they did not receive her well. <laughs> she was she, they were they came up with a, a slogan for for her name, K Mala, which means uh, how mean, you know, <laughs> how bad, yeah, yeah. How, how, ba- how bad, how mean. She's or not even going to the border though, isn't she going to El Paso, El Paso? Yeah, yeah. This is like oh, okay, good, good. You fucking useless cow. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm not a big fan of her or Biden. I, I just think like um, they're way better candidates, even on the Democratic side. I, I, I do have, you know, I, I lean left on some issues, but you know, I more right leaning, but because um, I think it's just better for almost every aspect of life, as far you know. Yeah. Um, It'd be it'd be nice if we could get get rid of the right and the left and and the duopoly. Just, just think about the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, exactly the the principles and morals that the country was founded upon. You know, just something like that. Um, and you've got you've got parties that are supposedly for that stuff, but 
Not even the libertarians at this point. Yeah, no. No, they they went to the left. Yeah. Did you know the right and the left actually came from the French Revolution? Like the people who wanted, I think, to completely get the king out or like kill him. I think I'm not exactly sure, so don't quote me. But there was like had a stadium. They said everybody who agrees like to pardon the king go on the left side, or. You know, I don't know if it's left oh, or really? right for whatever it was, but that's where the left and the right came from. Was go on that side, go on that side. I know we had that's political parties even before that. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say political parties, but we had those who wanted um, independence in our country and those who still like the crown. You know. Yeah. So it, there's there's always divisions in the big world issues, but it's yeah it's it's or organically it's it it's split you know yeah for for the for the most part you know um just <clears throat> i just think um there's too much in our public education and um like our higher institutions of education our universities there's too much indoctrination and talking about you know stuff that doesn't need to be talked about um Critical race like, theory. Yeah, critical race theory. There's a lot of a lot of different stuff, but You're like indoctrinated to be a sheep from the beginning. It's just I, I just don't I just don't find any of that productive. Like, like we're we're too busy focused on race instead of like production. You know, yeah. the the <clears throat> I I love psychology. I study psychology a little bit, but the number one uh, degree is psychology, coming out of universities today in the U.S. Wow. I just think she isn't super productive. No, it's not at all. It's <laughs> and I get it. Like it's it's. Uh, um, I have a cousin who does it, and he has a master's actually a master's in psychology. If, I've, if I'm right on that, but and it's super cool. But it's there, there there needs to be, and then and then all, everyone that went there and got a liberal arts degree or some kind of uh, different degree, which I still respect. Like I still respect anyone who's willing to go and spend. You know that. But just people don't need to, you know, complain about the money issues and like people trying, you know, pay my debt and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that that that, mm-hmm. that needs to be, that argument needs to be squashed. Like, I think we should um, subsidize, maybe subsidize uh, STEM fields. You know, something productive. I would be so- on board with that. Um, uh, but it's f- the, yeah, um, yeah, I. Uh, not a not a big fan of that like pushing your ideology on other people and and uh, i think we should have a little bit more you know you know more productive conversations and and uh and uh about you know how we're going to advance and in science and yeah and and technology and innovation and how we're gonna how we're gonna build our ourselves and in a way that's uh you know this uh this whole COVID right. thing has actually brought to light a lot of um, a lot of the indoctrination in, we'll say primary and secondary schools, um, and then as you get into the higher educations, the colleges and stuff, that's working on being replaced with um, more capitalist based education, where you can still get the degrees, but it's it's actually focused. It's a lot cheaper. You don't have it subsidized by the government because that's the reason why it's expensive Go- yeah. government pays for it just like the, the medical field mm-hmm. oh if the government's going to pay for it why don't we put whatever price we want you know yeah most of so most of our medical and um uh, dental costs comes because we have to have malpractice insurance 
So the malpractice insurance, like, so if you go to Mexico, they have the same, the same equipment, everything, and you can get like an operation done for 150 bucks, 200 bucks is 5,000 here. Cause they don't have malpractice insurance. They don't have to pay that. What is that? So it's insurance. Cause I'll, many, many doctors every day get sued. Yeah. And for malpractice, like if you, they fuck up a surgery or something like that and get sued. Uh, like here. what they did with my mom. They put in the heart valve and she didn't need one. That's malpractice. Yep. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. It is. And that's how, and that insurance is sky high. Hmm. Uh, that, that Because the costs are so high, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, I think, um, our healthcare system, um, it, there's pros and cons to everything. Um, I think it, you know, I think we can do better though on it. I think, I, I, I think, yeah, it's expensive. I, I, I just think going back to capitalism that, you know, the bad side of capitalism is like, um, people making money off of, you know, insulin and, and these drug, big pharma making money off stuff people need to not to need to survive. Like, I just think that's mm-hmm. totally wrong. And that, and, the, and that's when it goes too far. People should have uh, rights to their basic stuff, like basic stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I, I think, but then it, it's, but then it's based off of need, right? Yeah. And, and need is a definition loosely defined. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I really, yeah, I think, um, I think, uh, there needs to be some kind of it needs to be a little cheaper it needs to be cheaper but yeah but you know out of out of that on a good side of that um the best doctors in the world are here because they're going to get paid the most they're going to follow the money in the Mm -hmm. u.s you get paid the most the most innovation comes out of here because um you have capital to be uh, gained from that right to be gained from innovation a lot of these countries that have so more socialized medical uh uh, systems are not having this innovation, not having these uh, vaccines produced, or, or um, so. There's a lot of good things that come out of you know being. Ex- I don't know. There's, it's yeah. there needs to be a more of a balance though, I think in my mind. Um, I'm not an expert. I don't. I don't think I know how to fix the issue totally. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, with the insulin and all that, they have a monopoly on it essentially, right? Right, and that's just Trump that's had it cheaper. Yes. Trump yeah, made it cheaper, and then they rescinded that. Just like the epipens, the price jumped up so much. Oh, that's right. Because they went way down, didn't they? Or were they? Mm. Did they just stay the same, and then they jumped up after? I want to say it was like four fifty, and then this year it was like six fifty, maybe seven. Mm. Basic stuff like that say. needs to be needs to be unpatented. It needs to be un. It needs to be like mass produced generic you know like there yeah. needs to be there needs to be something for everybody when you have when you're talking about survival when you're talking about an allergic reaction that can kill you from a bee sting you know you yep. know people need that don't they don't need to I, I just don't think that we should be paying an absurd amount of money like for survival tools no. yeah i don't I'm, know i don't know That's i like no, I, I like the idea if if someone's going to take the time to figure out how to produce that and everything, I feel like they should be compensated. However, it needs to be within reason, right? Right. I mean, just like, uh, just like women's products, they're, they're not super expensive and they've been made cheaper because capitalism's taken its, taken its hold and the market's made it 
um, <laughs> what's it called? Competitive. Men too. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was created by a man because um, he saw his wife was suffering and he yeah. got obsessed over it, almost lost his marriage and all that over it. Which and, is awesome. Uh, and he created this wonderful product. Yeah. Um, uh. But so, something like that with with these insulins and epipens and things like that would be awesome. Where you, if you can, leave it to the free market to decide rather than um, rather than having a monopoly or having Agreed. it just be astronomical amounts of money because everyone has their struggles that they're going to have to pay for in life. You know. Right. Right. Totally. And, and each each case is unique, but. No, and going back to um, women's products, that's a big issue around the world. That's a huge issue. Like, um, like in India, they don't. There's the women don't have uh, access to any of these. There's 1.3 billion people in India. Yeah. And and you know, uh, that's a huge issue that needs to be solved too. That's a that's a mm-hmm. world issue, and these poor countries that that women aren't having access to these products and stuff. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's just basic stuff. Like, going back to the basics, like, um, I think we should, you know, privately all pitch in to, like, ev- like not, not saying anyone should, one person or anything, but, like, to help certain people. I don't know. That's, that's kind of the way I feel about it. Because a lot of people are struggling, man. A lot of people are struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got it pretty good. I got it really good. Mm. A lot of people are out there. Yeah, pretty much. Down bad. Pretty much any anyone in America is in the top one percent of the world. You That's know? a fact. That's a fact, man. And 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 we we complain about all this stuff. We go all around. There's always got to be resistance. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And there will Everyone's, always be. Doesn't yeah, matter yeah. where you're at in life. There's always gonna be something. Everyone wants their battle. Everyone wants their like uh, something they say they did. You know, like yeah. uh, activism wise or something like that. Every general, even though there's nothing really to complain about, there's got it. There's got to be that. You know that resistance that 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 struggle that oh i gotta go through the struggle but in reality you don't realize how good you have it and and um here in this country and like i just don't think enough people are thinking about that and like the anti-american rhetoric uh Mm -hmm. i'm just really not a big fan of and i think (laughs) i'm just that that, and that's kind of where i'm at with that yeah it's uh i i actually kind of like that um, humans in and of themselves are never satisfied as a group because that drives innovation. That's, you know, that's the basis of what drives that. It's like, Hey, I can make this better, you know? Uh, and there, there are those people that are like, Oh, the government can make it better and we're going to make that happen. But there's still that underlying innovation in their mind, which that's, I mean, that's what, that's what creates value in the world. Right. Right. So, it's a, we'll say, a necessary evil sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's true. But it is, I think overall it's a good thing. Mm. E- even even these people who are dissatisfied with society and rebelling against America or whatever, they'll wake up one day. Or or if they don't, they at least have some drive that's urging them to improve. Right. In, in their eyes, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there's uh, a. <clears throat> Some people will never get it, you know, um, and that's fine. Uh, freedom to choose, you know, what to what to say. You're, you're you're free to say whatever you want, you know, and that's that's super huge because a lot of a lot of people don't have that around the world. They can't speak out against their government or anything like that, or you know, or they'll disappear. You know, like there's so many people around the world that that can't say anything. Like they're, you know, 
They can't even have conversations. Like in Cuba, you keep your mouth shut about the like. There's no talking about that. Like they'll the local people will shut it down. You know, hmm. they might talk about it a little bit. Like oh, I hate that guy or something like that. But like, because uh, Fidel's brother is in charge. Oh still. boy, uh, Raúl Castro. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> he took over when Fidel died. But uh, I don't know. There's a lot of <clears throat> a lot of stuff that America does that's, you know. Well, in our country, we've had social media censoring <laughs> most recently and all this fact check BS and, you know, yeah. um, that's very intriguing, especially at a time when we couldn't see each other in person. Right, right. At no. least a lot of us wouldn't. Yeah, Zoom Zoom st- calls. and I still and did. Fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, but, uh, there's, yeah. How did you feel about the mask mandates and everything? I'm curious. Um, I, I, uh, so for inside, I got it for a little while, like for a, a decent amount of time. I was, you know, on board with it. Yeah. Obviously I want to protect people too. I, I you know, I, I want to be, I want people to be safe. I want, you know, yeah. everyone to be healthy and stuff. Cause we didn't know enough. We didn't have enough information about the virus yet. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, we learned more about the virus, about, um, uh, not spreading on surfaces, um, uh, the fact that the science says that outside, outside you can, it's virtually impossible to catch. Um, but it's, uh, it's, and, and we learned it's the saturation of the air that it saturates the air inside. So if you're in close quarters, that virus saturates the air and makes it to where, um, whoever's you, it's like a, it's a ticking time, you know, it's a time clock, you know, you got, you're around that person until you get it you know hmm. I, I think i think the mass mandates when, when we learn more about it the survival rate being 99.6 percent yeah you know i think we didn't adjust we didn't make those adjustments Mm-mm. we didn't make adjustments that were needed uh uh two weeks to slow the curve st- uh came into you know still going on it yeah. so. but uh, and there's a lot of theories coming out you know with fauci the emails and everything with uh Rand paul kind of questioning what's going on Rand Hall, Rand paul's spearheading the um the investigation on that whole thing about the uh, lab theory yeah um about it being leaked from a lab and i don't know i don't know if you've seen the stephen colbert with john stewart Mm-mm. uh the segment so john stewart went on you know stephen colbert uh, and uh and uh he was making a joke about the lab about, you know, um, uh, kind of, uh, the, the theory about it. And he was like, he, 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 uh, he did this thing. He was like, okay, if there was uh, chocolate found around, uh, in Hershey, Pennsylvania, you know, uh, he was like, oh, do we blame this, this, this person? No, it's the chocolate factory right there. You know, like he was mm-hmm. like, that's where the chocolate's coming from. You know? Yeah. They were, that's literally the name of the Institute. It's like the COVID uh, I forgot the whole name of it, but it's, it's, it's in the name of the yeah, and lab. It's, and you it's know? The, in the epicenter of Wuhan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, so they went back and I think they checked uh, the wet market uh, with, with a COVID. I, I shouldn't, I don't know. They went back and checked and nothing, it only receptive and it's only receptive in humans. It's not, it doesn't transfer back to animals. Like they can't get it. Like any of the animals at the wet market. Mm-hmm. 
So it's like really, it's really strange. So and like bats, huh? <laughs> yeah, and, and there was early on, there was in the Fauci emails, it proved like there was people, Christian Davison or something, Christian something. He was a virologist and he sent Fauci um, in January his report about the, um, the makeup of the virus about, um, I'm not a scientist, but about like the genomes or something like that didn't match up, uh, with an organic transfer. It's like, um, uh, he was, his report was like, this is, I'm pretty sure this is lab made. Like mm-hmm. it just didn't scientifically, the, the makeup just didn't, didn't, uh, match up. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the leading theory right now. And, uh, which is trying to be, which is suppressed heavily, and it has been mm-hmm. for a while. But it, but it makes the most sense in my mind. So, are you getting the vaccine? Hmm. Hmm. Mm. No. No. Cool. None of us are getting it either. Yeah. No. Uh, there was. <clears throat> I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast the other day, um, and he had Brett Weinstein and um, and uh, this doctor about um and they were talking about the drug ivermectin it's like an anti-parasitic drug uh created in japan like 50 years ago or something like that and the effect it has on um getting rid of covid is 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 fantastic it's done great the only thing about ivermectin is it's unpatented it's it's it can be generic so no one can make a profit off of it that's so why it's being suppressed so hard. It's so it's so stupid. Hmm. It's and it's a safe drug. That's the whole thing. It's been administered, I think, four billion times since it's been created. Oh wow! It, it, I think, I think it it's been administered all over the world, um, and I think it it was a reason for a Nobel Peace Prize too, if I'm not mistaken. Wow! Well, yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, very interesting things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> COVID, I think, will go down in history as uh, similar to a 9/11. Um, World's greatest cover-up. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, as far as as far as the connotation behind it, as far as the people remember it, I think uh, it'll go down similarly. Yeah, yeah, in I, history. I, I, uh, I think so too. I think it's uh, it's tragic if something leaked out of the lab. Like, that's insane. Like. Yeah. While we're <clears throat> the whole gain of function research and everything like that, I I think <clears throat> it was some things are pushed a little too far. I think science is great, you know, and, and it's and it's needed and it's and it's helped us advance so much as a society as far as uh uh living uh, uh living longer, uh living better. Um pharmaceuticals, there's so many out there that are fantastic. But I think sometimes it goes too far. I think we push mm-hmm. things too far sometimes. Yeah. And uh, it's, I think this is a result of pushing thi- uh, th- uh, one thing too far. And that's my opinion. It's a power yeah. grab. Could be from China. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, dude, I wouldn't put anything past China. <laughs> well, even with I wouldn't put anything past China. I don't know. Well, don't you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. Exactly. And they haven't, and they won't. So, with that depressing topic, 
Yeah. Do you have any uh, final advice or anything for the listeners? Um, I mean, based on based on all your travels, everything, uh, humanitarian, whatever. Any any life advice for the listeners? Um, yeah, I I would say, you know, follow, you know, follow what you love. You know, I I think I think, um, passion can create um, beautiful things. I think you should. I think everyone should uh, do some traveling outside of the country to get a perspective. Not, you know, not extensively, you know, whatever, but um, something <clears throat> something out of your comfort zone. I think everyone should be out of their comfort zone a little bit, a little bit more and realize how ac- that world is actually um, run, not in our American bubble. I think we're in a bubble here. Um, so I think it's really important to, to see things with your own eyes. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Everything starts with passion, and you discover the truth, and from there you might have some success. <sighs> Check out the back of your shirt there. <laughs> that? Oh, that was smooth. That was smooth. <laughs> that was a good one. That. Yeah, nice. That's <laughs> literally. That's it. Yeah, literally what we got. But uh, And for the listeners, just in case you don't know, it's passion, truth, success is our motto. So that's kind of tied that in. But uh, thank you, Ryan, for coming on. Yes, Seriously, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Of course. Um, love, to, love to have you on again sometime. Talk, talk more about your travels and things like that. Yeah. Um, maybe even if you got something cool set up, we'll uh, go with you sometime. It'll be fun. Yeah, totally. I got, I got plenty more stories, plenty of more stories. So many. It's fantastic. So. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, for the listeners, don't forget to like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We are on Spotify. And do you know where else yet? Uh, it didn't say anywhere else. All right. Well, we are at least on Spotify a as bun- well as YouTube now. <laughs> it's a bunch of podcasts, like places that I've never heard of. Okay. Uh, so, and we're yeah. on a bunch of different podcast sites. It said Apple Music, but I could not, or Apple Podcasts, but I couldn't find it on there yet. But anyway. We'll, we'll let you guys know where else we're found later on. But uh, at least at least YouTube and Spotify. Um, don't forget to visit our website, infinitysummitgroup.com. Check out our merch tab. Um, that's that's one way you can support us, and then we'll be getting custom coins uh, end of July, and we'll uh, let you know how you can support us that way too. Yes, and comment good or bad. We prefer the bad. Just yeah, so we we, we want feedback. Yes, honest feedback on our podcast, on everything we do. Um, let us know and uh, let us know if we're ever wrong in the podcast, things like that. Yep. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks. Right, peace. Goodbye.